Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Sovereignty Podcast. I'm your host, Raven. And if you're listening to this on August 8th, happy Lionsgate. If you don't know what Lionsgate is, it's also known as the 8-8 portal, and it's a very powerful day for manifestation in the spiritual world. The number eight often symbolizes abundance and good fortune. So today's a great day to plan goals and intentions for the month and the rest of the year. So with that being said, on today's episode, we will explore the concept of emotional maturity. I feel like it's a concept most people have never heard of or even learned about. So um, I want to touch on it. Uh, I don't really have much planned or researched or written, so I'm just going to kind of wing it. Emotional immaturity and maturity is a crucial component of humanity. It affects our personal relationships, our familiar relationships, our work environments, our friendships, and more. So to get started, we're going to first define the word mature. What does it mean to be mature? So according to Merriam-Webster, there are several definitions. (laughs) So let's review a couple. The first one is based... Okay, no, let me read that differently. The first one is based on soul careful consideration. So maturity is, or something that's mature is based on soul careful consideration. All right. So the second definition is having completed natural growth and development. Okay, makes sense. That's the logical or first definition we usually think of. Dictionary.com says having reached the most advanced stage in a process or full grown. So all of those make sense, right? Usually when we think of maturing, we think of getting older and growing wiser, or maybe physically maturing, like getting taller or growing gray hair. So how do we apply this to emotions? Have you ever known an adult who makes decisions without thinking, who doesn't take the time to understand your feelings or your perspective, who ignores their own emotions and avoids ever talking about them? They act out a lot and they react like toddlers when things don't go their way. Well, they're probably emotionally immature, a.k.a. childish. The American Psychological Association says that emotionally immature means a tendency to express emotions without restraint or disproportionately to the situation. Some signs of being emotionally immature include impulsive behavior. So that's like doing things without thinking about it, doing things without considering the consequences or without caring about the consequences. Um, It could include things like uh, saying things without thinking about how they might affect others' feelings, cutting people off during conversations, spending money you can't afford or they can't afford, you know, just making those split decisions without really thinking about how it can affect your life in the long run. So another sign is attention-seeking behavior. You know, like, you might be trying to have a serious conversation and they start joking or um, if no one's paying attention to them, they might act out, you know, like a kid, like a, exactly like a kid. Like that's why it's, you know, called being childish. What do kids do when they're not getting enough attention? They go draw on the wall or, you know, uh, throw a toy in the toilet or something like they're going to do something to get that attention they need. And sometimes adults do the same thing. It might not seem the same way because they're 25 and not, five but it's the same thing number three name calling and bullying once again that's something kids usually resort to like in school a lot of times the bully is the one that's actually or i'm not gonna say it's the one that's actually in pain because if you're if they're bullying someone that person's in pain too but when you look at it bullies usually you know have some kind of 
trauma or you know negativity going on in their lives as well and that's why they come and take their anger out on other people or they try to bring other people down with them because they're not happy on the inside and that's you know that goes for kids adults whoever so they usually like an argument or something they jump to calling you you know names cuss words um they try to insult you say things hurt your feelings then they're pretty much emotionally immature because they have to stoop to that level where they're trying to bring you your spirit down by talking about how you look physically or you know stuff like that so another uh, sign of emotional immaturity is you know having defense mechanisms and if you ever went to college or learned about psychological defense mechanisms you'll probably recognize some of these so to me the top three or the main three that emotionally immature people often show or use is or are avoidance denial and projection so avoidance, <laughs> they avoid, you know, digging deep and talking about important matters that force them how to face how they feel. They avoid responsibilities. They avoid accountability. They avoid anything that might be painful for them or boring to them or sad to them. They avoid it at all costs. Like you try to bring up a serious subject, they might change the subject. They might start laughing. They might, if you're texting, they might ghost you and then text back hours later or days later, like nothing ever happened. So another one is denial. How many people just straight up deny when things, you know, when they're obviously acting a certain way or when they're obviously feeling a certain way? That's a clear defense mechanism. Like they will not deny something that's written plain in their face or plain in their face. All right. And then projection. And they're projecting their feelings on you. Like they don't even want to admit their own feelings and be honest about their own feelings. And they project it on you. They say you're the one feeling that way. You're the one that's angry. You're the one that's, you know, sad or hurt or feeling insecure when really it's them. And they're trying to make you think that it's you so they can kind of have that control and feel better about themselves. They might also just overall just get defensive when you ask them questions about things they don't want to talk about. That's that avoidance again. They get defensive and they might ask you like, why, why are you asking me that? Or don't ask me questions. Don't, you know, don't do this. Or, you know, they might get mad at you for bringing up something that they really need to talk about. Another sign is they're narcissistic. At this point, like I mentioned in the last podcast, a lot of us have, you know, dealt with narcissists now. And I'm glad that we're more aware of those kind of behaviors in our world today. So they might be kind of egotistical, they might be cold-hearted, they might be manipulative. They put themselves and their own wants before others. They live out of fear of losing control and being weak. And the whole world revolves around them. And if things don't go their way, their way then they hate everyone and they hate everything. They want to die, they want to, you know, <laughs> they're just mad. They want to go soak in their room and that's the end of the story. One little thing didn't go their way and now they're mad at the world, right? or they need to manipulate you, or they need to be mean to you to get some kind of satisfaction. Another sign is they never take anything seriously. I kind of mentioned that earlier, like you're trying to have a serious conversation, they're changing the subject, they're laughing at you. They're saying, you know, what you're saying is dumb or doesn't make sense. They don't know how to read the room when something serious is going on. They're the one giggling and, uh, trying to get you to do things that are empathetic, you know. Just follow me along with this one, y'all. It's, it's been a rough day.
Then a rough weekend. I started a new job and I tried to catch up on my rest of the weekend, but it didn't work out. But I wanted to get this podcast out, so I'm going for it. Another sign is they don't take accountability or own up to things they did wrong. How many people you know? Once again, that's that denial. It can be denial. People who you know, they know what they did was wrong or they made a mistake or they hurt, they hurt your feelings. They, you know, spent too much money. They did whatever. But instead of saying, yeah, that was a mistake and trying to learn from that or apologizing, they just totally denied that they ever did it or that it happened or that it was a bad thing. Right. And then another sign, and I'm sure there are several signs. These are just some of the ones I came up with and wrote down. They have commitment issues. It's hard for them to stay committed to one relationship or one job or one living situation or whatever because they haven't it they probably have that fear of losing control. Or they want everyone else to take care of them, or they're not getting along with the people, or it's not fulfilling them enough. Whatever it is. I'm sure there are a million reasons, but those are some examples. So emotionally immature people don't know how to process emotions or how to communicate their feelings healthily. And that causes more problems than people realize. It also creates codependency. It can lead to arguments and misunderstandings. It could also be difficult for the emotionally immature person. There's probably a reason they're this way and a reason their spiritual growth and maturity has been stunted. It might be hard for them to keep good relationships and they probably burn bridges with a lot of people. And some of them may be holding on to a lot of pain and hurt deep down somewhere too. So moving on, how do we become emotionally mature? Being emotionally mature is all about having control of your emotions, expressing them appropriately, being aware or emotionally intelligent about how you feel and how others feel. So here are some tips on how to grow emotionally. Number one, be present and aware. So be present in moments. When someone's talking to you and they're trying to have a serious conversation or they're trying to share their feelings with the, with you, Pay attention, like, uh, you know, converse with them, share it with your thinking, be aware, be in the moment, live in the moment, don't live in the past. Don't focus on what happened back then and or what might happen in the future. Be aware of what's going on with you in that exact moment. Number two, face reality. So like I said earlier, those defense mechanisms, you know, avoidance, deny your projection. Be honest with yourself. Don't run because you're scared or it's too painful or because you're unsure and you don't know what's going to happen. Be honest with yourself and others. Be honest about how you're feeling and how it affects you or maybe past memories you have and how they affect you now. Like, just be honest with yourself. That's the only way you're going to change. You got to be honest with yourself first. You know, they say, they say that's how you get over addiction sometimes by realizing you have that problem. So. Yeah, it's the same way. You got to be honest with yourself and say, hey, this is what's wrong. This is what I need to fix. This is how I need to fix it, etc." Number three, take accountability and be responsible. If you make a mistake, it's okay. You know, own up to it. Say, this is what I did wrong. This is how I can change that and do better next time. And apologize if you need to. Be responsible. You know, that's a big part of being an adult. <laughs> if you have bills to pay, Make sure you don't blow all of your money and then have to go run into everybody else and beg them for money. No, be responsible, budget, go to work or whatever you need to do to make money and live. Uh, if you have kids, take care of your kids. You know, just be responsible. Uh, 
Do better with managing your time. Do better with managing money, finances. Do better with building relationships and being a respectable, good person. Number four, discipline yourself and have self-control. So if you have been emotionally immature up until now, then it's definitely going to take some practice and discipline to get to that point where you're not like that anymore, where you're where you're growing and you're being mature and you're working on yourself. So it takes discipline. Like, keep doing it. You mess up, that's okay. Just realize you mess up. That's the part of taking accountability. Realize you mess up and then do what you need to do to change it and get back going the right way. Have self-control. Don't just blow all your money. Don't make impulsive decisions. Don't take dumb risks. You know, uh, don't cut people off when you're talking. Don't be, you know, make stupid decisions. Just have self-control. Number five, know what you want out of life. Have goals. You know, don't just be living day to day. What do you want from life? What do you want in the future? What do you see yourself five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now? Don't just be living day by day because, <laughs> I mean, live day by day because you never know what's going to happen. But at the same time, have plans and goals, right? And it might not always go your way. And that's also part of being emotionally mature. When things don't go your way, you know, rewrite it. Rewrite your goals. Redo it. You know, that's part of life. And I read something that says those are the things that teach us how to be emotionally mature. When things don't go your way, when things um, happen that you didn't expect, those are the moments where we have to learn how to have that self-control and that responsibility and being aware and being present. So that's those are the moments typically that we grow from. And then number six, be patient. That also goes along with what I was just saying. You're not always going to have that immediate gratification. You know, you might have to work for a few years before you can make a nice amount of uh, a, a nice amount per hour. You might have to date a few people before you find someone that you really like and want to spend your life with. You might have to take a few months to build your credit and get the house that you wanted. You know, you, you're not always going to get what you want when you want it. You have to be patient. Be patient with others. They're not always going to do what you want them to do when you want them to do. Anytime you need something, somebody isn't always going to be you know, ready and willing to give it to you. Be patient. All right, so I found this chart, and this is the last thing I'm going to talk about because, like I said, I'm not really prepared today. I'm not really in a good. Well, I guess I'm not. I'm in a good mood, but I'm not really feeling it. I'm tired, so I'm just going to read this chart that I got from a psychologist website. His name is Roger K. Allen. He has a PhD in psychology, and he made a chart about emotional immaturity and emotional maturity. So I'm just going to read the list and the bullet points for the emotional immaturity first. So people who are experiencing emotional immaturity, they're reactive. That means life happens to them. So they react to the way life you know, happens to them. They act out emotions. They are governed or controlled by habit. They come from fear or scarcity. So that feeling of you know not knowing what's gonna happen or not um, that fear of being, or of not having anything that have to motivation, like they just feel like they have to do this. They always got to do this. They have to do this, even when it's not the right thing. They're self-centered. They seek security and self-protection. They avoid failure, rejection, and discomfort, separation, alienation from others, and they live in the past or the future. All right. So those are some of the things I also mentioned, and he touched on them as well. For emotional maturity, he has proactive, which means I make choices. I, you know, I take control of my life. 
I, life doesn't happen to me. I happen to life, basically. I make my own choices and decisions. They act on emotions, not out of emotions, right? They are governed by vision and purpose. Like that goes back to what I was saying about having goals and plans for what you want to do with your life, your vision, your purpose. They come from love and abundance instead of from fear and scarcity. So they don't live thinking, oh, you know, I got to do this because what if this happened or uh, I don't want to ever be broke again. No, they know that they're rich and abundant, even they don't have a lot of money in their bank and they do stuff out of love. You know, they react and communicate with people out of love, not fear. They make decisions out of love, not fear. I'll explain all this stuff better another day. We can touch on love and abundance another day. Uh, they have a choose to motivation. They're giving to others. They step outside their comfort zone. They seek growth instead of avoiding it. Instead of denying that they need to grow, they seek growth. They want to grow and heal. And they're, you know, all for the unity and goodwill of others. And they live in the present. Okay, so I know that was probably a horrible second episode, but I promise the next episode will be better. I'm going to make sure I'm in a good mindset. I'm in a good spirits. And I think the next topic is going to be about... Uh, see, I can't even think. The next topic is going to be about breaking generational curses. And I'm going to see if I can get somebody like my brother or somebody to talk on their podcast as well. So maybe they'll help me, help guide me if I have someone else talking with me. And it'll also coincide with my release for uh soul Mercury, the first essentials release which is this august the 13th which is friday the 13th and we'll be dropping the f first essentials uh some hoodie uh i'm sorry not hoodie some jackets joggers hats you know all the essentials so stay tuned for that and i promise the next podcast will be better thank you for listening and have a good day mm -hmm.